welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darce, and with me is Texas Most Wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm good. Um, just got off work, like every podcast, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but it's the holidays, right? We were just talking about food, and you don't like gravy. Well, you didn't like gravy. I which didn't is, like gravy. It's just, it's just, it was just weird. But, you know, Thanksgiving is around the court tomorrow. No, it's today, but, uh, technically. It's today, it's today. Yeah. It's today, it's today. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, we were just talking about food, but I just wanted to say, just for everybody, Thanksgiving food, for the most part, overrated. Wow. <laughs> Thanksgiving is fine. It's Coming just out with sh- shots. This is fired. the only reason I look forward to this holiday is just so I can have a few days off of work. Wow. <laughs> it's the only reason. Turkey overrated agreed uh, i will agree there yeah what are some it's because look the thing is i'm mexican right so a lot of thanksgivings we just ate tamales pozole just mexican food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but what are other traditional thanksgiving is it green that green bean casserole you just mentioned which is gross uh you know what like it's really interesting i seem to find a lot of people eat a bunch of different things but just like the basics yeah. the basics are of course Turkey, uh, turkey ham, and ham, mashed potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Like you said, green bean casserole. Um, I've had some people like they make like a homemade mac and cheese. Uh, but the the dessert that is notorious or you know synonymous with Thanksgiving, at least in my mind, is pumpkin pie. pie. Pumpkin yeah. pie. Yeah, yeah. So. For the most part, overrated. For the most part, there's a few good things in there, but for the most part, overrated. <laughs> Anyways, I, I just want to get that out there. Isaac woke up and chose violence today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm doing uh, well myself. Uh, it's been, a, it was a little bit of a weird day because it was the first day uh, that we didn't have basketball for the kids. Yesterday we had a game, and then starting today until Monday, uh, we're off for Thanksgiving break. So it was a little weird. Kind of having the day and like two o'clock rolled around, which is normally when I start getting ready to go to basketball. And I was like, I don't have to go to basketball. What am I going to do with this extra time on my hands? <laughs> so I uh, took Zyra on a walk. That's what I basically did. Nice. <laughs> it was today was nicer than it had been. It was 54 I mean, degrees. You could have. You could have finished another game, you know, because did you ever come up with another game that you actually beat? Other than the one? I did. What was it? It's Scarlet Nexus. Ah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Whatever, two see, games. in your face. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was actually gonna bring that up in the what have you been playing lately? But yeah, okay. <laughs> update. I have finished another game on the podcast. It was Scarlet Nexus, and I didn't even have to look it up. I was just, uh, it was, it actually popped into my head yesterday, right before I went to my game. I was walking around kind of like getting stuff together and it popped back in my head. I was like, wait a minute. I was supposed to figure out what that other game was that I played. And I just happened to open up my Gmail and I had an ad or uh, an advertisement from Bandai Namco. And once I saw Scarlet Nexus logo, I was like, that's it. That was the other one. <laughs> I remember it now. So I can see it. I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
in your face. Anyways, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the One More Game podcast here. It's a special one here because we're actually posting this on Thanksgiving for you guys. So enjoy listening to this podcast. Play it around your family at the table and annoy them as they go to eat their overrated meal, apparently, to according yeah, to Isaac. 100%. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning in here to the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world. Whether it is Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, if there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure you know about it. When you are listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game podcast, because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. Even though this one is on Thursday and last week is on Saturday, it's typically on Fridays. (laughs) If you are joining us for the first time, welcome to the One More Game podcast. I hope you are enjoying this again with your Thanksgiving meal. If you have been here already you already know what it is we talk about what we've been playing lately to start off every podcast so isaac what have you been playing lately so i played quite a bit more of a battlefield um i did give those other modes a, a shot because you did mention that I, I don't remember i don't think you, you even knew the name of some the one that people are liking but yeah I couldn't one remember. of them is called hazard zone that's the one that i still don't like it's like you have to go around look for intel pick up the intel and then um i think you have to like drop it back off somewhere i forgot and then you get currency and then based on that currency you can buy better weapons and attachments and stuff i played that like one more time i was like nah this ain't for me the other one's called breakthrough which is kind of similar to like the rush mode from past battlefield games and in the other the old modes called well the rush mode what it used to be called in other games you kind of like you have these two attack points um and you have to plant a bomb in each one and once those bombs will go off the deep defend the defending team would push back and the attacking team would push forward and it'll be like different zones um that you you would have to uh like plant bombs on and then once you i think it usually is depending on the map and it could be anywhere from three different areas to four different areas um and then either if you defend it you know the defense wins if you if they don't get all the bombs if you the attack team gets all the bombs and then then they win it's similar to that but instead of planting bombs you're just capturing zones um but you can so you have to capture both zones at the same time. So if you capture one and not the other, the, the defending team can still recapture that zone, and then you know you're back to square one. Um, it is a little different than rush because once you do capture one zone, you can actually spawn on that zone. So you'll you know you'll get a different angle. You can even possibly pincer the, the other team. So I really do like that mode. If you ever, I doubt you're ever gonna get this game, but if you, I think this is the <laughs> mode you would prefer because this is where all the like. All the action is focused in one spot. It's not conquest where you know you're walking, you're you, you're running around. You you got like you know it, it, action can happen anywhere. All the focus is in 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 this one area at the moment. And then once you capture those two zones, then it the defense is pushed back, and then you know the choke point is in a different area. Um, so I really did like that mode. So, but you know, but even with the day one patch, it's <laughs> it still has its issues. For, <sighs> The, I, I do like the specialist system over the not over the class system, but I do I don't mind it. Um, but the, it does feel now that I'm looking at it, it does feel like a few fewer weapons. I, I don't know the count. I, I can't tell you like the count the amount of weapons in base games from past Battlefield games, but it does feel like it's a little bit less. Um, same thing with the gadgets. It feels like there's a little bit less gadgets. The some of the like for example <laughs> right now. The SMGs are better at long range than auto rifles, and the auto rifles are better at close range than the SMGs. It's wow. really weird. It's it's really weird. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I have, it, I just like Battlefield, so I still have my fun with it. I'm still going to keep playing, uh, but it does have its issues. The other thing that has, that just got, it got, it took into me was Monster Hunter. I think I mentioned it last week that I picked it up. Yep, you did. It's, yeah, I think I picked it up Wednesday last week and in one week I got 24 hours on my character. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been playing it a lot. It's just, man, this is Monster Hunter. The first, this is the second Monster Hunter game. I played World first. Um. And that game got its hooks into me too. Once I understood the combat system, like the, how the combat works and how how you have to, you can't just you know widely swing your weapon because you're gonna get punished. Um, it, it's the same thing in this one. It, it this one does feel a little bit easier than World, um, at least in the main campaign. Uh, but they do have these. This one's like separated from like main campaign, or they're called village quests, which is like the main campaign. Those you have to do solo. Excuse me. And then there's the hub quest, which you have to do. You don't have to do multiplayer, but those are the ones you can do multiplayer. Mm -hmm. so there's like two separate quest lines. I've been playing in both uh, because I do have a friend that I play with. Um, it's just a lot of fun, man. Once you each weapon is just just feels so unique, and once you master a weapon, not not that I've mastered the weapon because I've it's, it takes a while to master a weapon, but it it just feels so good to learn the, the all the different weapon types because they play so different. You can do different things with them. Uh, one of the other things I really like is there's so many items in Monster Hunter in Monster Hunter games, but there a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are useful because in a lot of other games you get you just collect a bunch of items and you just never use them, right? Mm -hmm. We've all played those games, but in, in Monster Hunter games you use a lot of the items, and you know they all do different things, so it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm I'm just itching to play more. Once we get off of here, I'm gonna go play some Monster Hunter. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. That's all about everything I've played. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, I uh, I have a friend who, uh, of course, listened to the last podcast that really plays Monster Hunter. He's cap level. He hasn't played it in a while because he also coaches uh, basketball, so he hasn't been playing that. But he was he asked me, he's like, "Hey, do you and uh, do you and Isaac ever want to play Monster Hunter? You just let me know, and I'll I'll jump on with you guys." And I kind of laughed and was like. I was like, yeah, dude, I have like four hours in this game. <laughs> so so yeah, you telling, so telling me you have 24 hours in the one week you've owned it? In the it? one week. It's because, man, I don't, I, this happened with World. Once it clicked for me, because World, I struggled for it. Because I remember playing the, the demo in World. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this combat, I don't get it. Because it's very, like, the, you have to do, like, the whole animation. And it's very slow. And also depends on the weapon. Some weapons are slower than other weapons. I think in the demo, I had, like, tried, like, the 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 slowest weapon so it felt really slow uh but once it clicks and then you want to just get on that grind to 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 craft all these weapons to put together bills to get all this armor and that's where i'm at right now i just want <laughs> i just want to get in there and just just play all day but you know i got work so i can't do that but whatever but yeah it's it's a lot of fun yeah well i mean i'm glad you're enjoying it uh for myself i did make this mention last week uh the king of fighters 15 beta went live this past weekend and i jumped in it i won't lie i only oh. played the first night and it just continues to remind me how much i love fighting games but i am terrible at them man i just kept getting my butt whooped <laughs> and i was just like all right i need to go get off this i need to lick my wounds feel sorry for myself and go play something that i'm actually better at <laughs> so yeah so i did that uh but I really like King of Fighters 15. I think that it plays really uh, pr plays really well. 
Uh, I didn't have any issues with online connectivity, which is great. Again, uh, the King of Fighters 15 has the rollback net code. So it's been implemented well into King of Fighters 15, at least based off of that beta. Again, when it gets to... I don't even know if there is cross-play, but I know there's at least cross-play or cross-gen uh, with PS5 and PS4, but uh, we'll see how that is if there is a cross-play. I don't remember. It, did you say it's a closed beta or open beta? It was a closed beta. Uh, okay. Or no, this past one was an open beta, actually, now that I think about oh, it. Yeah, it's already it over open beta. Yeah. Okay. But it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but like I said, I got my butt kicked. I went. <laughs> I played a little bit of Halo, finally. And I totally understand people's uh, issues with the Battle Pass. I didn't play long, kind of like you said. I played for like maybe two hours. And mm-hmm. and I went up uh, in that two hours, I went up like 200 XP. And you need 1,000 to move up one tier. And I was like, Jesus. I, yeah, um, I played a bit more in there. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at my, my play clock. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm about at three hours, a little over three hours. And I'm still at the level one battle. <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those things where the the daily mission or the one that I could do was, you know, the play a match and I get 50 experience points, which was great, which was what the, the 50 experience that I got every match that I played. The problem stemmed from the the challenges that I had or at least that I saw. I don't know if they're different for each person as they played, but mine was I had to get 15 kills with my sidearm pistol. And then the other ones dealt with my sidearm pistol as well. And I'm like, well, I could sit here and try to run around with my sidearm pistol just to get these things. Or I could use the, you know, the battle rifle and actually try to do well in the the game modes that I'm playing. Um, so <laughs> so that was kind of the, the thing, the, you know, the I guess the the battle that I was having in my head while playing it. But I also will fully admit because I've been away from shooters for so long, you know, playing all these RPGs that I've been playing, man, was I rough and I sucked. Uh, especially trying to get used to back to mouse and keyboard uh, for my you know, aiming and stuff. I was it was real rough. <laughs> I was gonna say you you probably yeah, in terms of that battle rifle doing well in sidearm the the quest. I liked the sidearm over the battle rifle. I didn't even like the battle rifle. I really? was using okay. the sidearm mainly as my primary. <laughs> so I got that done. I remember getting that done. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's that that battle pass is just super slow. They need to. They said they're gonna adjust it, so it'll be. Yeah, fine. there there's gonna be adjustments. It's just one of those things that they they need to do it. And I know that they have the the like short time exclusive thing that just launched i think it launched today that we're recording it um that people are already complaining about too because like to get the full armor set you can't complete it in one week like it's weird you have like a week up until like a certain time to get a certain part of it and then you gotta wait till another week to get another part of it and and there's still the the whole experience issue with it so i don't know i was seeing some things on it i didn't put it on our podcast episode but maybe that'll be something for next week's episode uh but the Wait, final th- how did you like how did you like the game though you, you just talked about the battle pass did oh. you like halo <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i don't know it's one of those things it's like, halo right we talked about it before right i didn't i wasn't a, a yeah. xbox user growing up so i don't have like a, a love or a yeah. loyalty towards halo uh i like I always have said I like 
I like Halo, but I don't is the hard is the thing to describe it. And it sounds weird, but like my my one thing I always have a, a complaint about is the overshield. And maybe that's just me because I don't play it enough, but I always feel like everyone is like a bullet sponge to try to kill. Yeah. And s- instead of just being like able to lock on, kill them and move on. Um, and that's where I felt like I was doing in the in the uh, beta that I did play of it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go back to it again. It's free to play. And for me at the moment, that's kind of like the type of shooter I want to play when I do want to play it. So I'll give it some more times and some more goes, but we'll see if it hooks me later on or if it's, I guess I'm like you, which you didn't say it on the podcast, but you told me afterwards, delete it. (laughs) You'll see, uh, unless you ended up redownloading it. Well, I I did. Oh yeah. I ended up playing with one of our other friends. Oh, so you wait a minute. All right, hold on, guys. You played with another friend when I said, "Yo, we have to well, play," I, and you said, "I'm sorry, I already deleted it." Wow. I, I, but I did it with the intention. Okay, I'm gonna download so I can play with well, with Legend, and then I can play with Darcy as well. Oh, 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 oh yeah. This sure, was like sure. two days ago, bro. Like, relax. Sure, sure, Jan. Same story. All right, sure, sure. <laughs> like, um, but no, the last thing, real quick, and I only played it for a very small bit, but I, I did re-pick up now that I finished Star Ocean. I re-picked up uh, Trails of Cold Steel three just to get a little bit further into it, and uh, we'll see how that goes. If I decide to keep playing it through, which I feel like that's what I'm gonna. Uh, play through at the moment to try to get through uh but i also do have a bunch of other like rpgs that i've like picked up and stopped so we'll see if one of those uh ends up taking my attention for the remainder of whatever rpg i play but anyways everyone thank you so much for tuning in here to the one more game podcast we've been talking about what we've been playing lately for quite a while so it's time to get over to our gaming catalog and we have quite the packed show for you uh starting off with nintendo giving their input now on the activision reports uh play a big playstation remake may have been leaked horizon forbidden west open world is hoping to feel alive dragon age 4 has another kind of setback and is Fortnite chapter 2 coming to an end any of that is coming up here on the one more game podcast and we're going to get started right away with our main catalog and that is the nintendo responding to activision reports as well as activision creating a new committee so we're going to start off with the nintendo part of it because then the committee parts kind of came a little bit later in the day. Uh, but anyways, it, it goes as follows. We're going from GameSpot here, and it's written by, and I always butcher his name, but Eddie Muckich, and that's what I'm going with. Uh, and it goes as follows. Like Sony and Microsoft, Nintendo of America has now weighed in on the situation surrounding Activision Blizzard involving CEO Bobby Kotick, who is said to have known about and covered up instances of sexual harassment at the company. Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser sent an email to staff on Friday, November 19th, in which Bowser said the reports are about sexual harassment at Activision Blizzard are, quote, distressing and disturbing, end quote. The note was also sent was sent to all levels of Nintendo America, according to Fanbyte, which was the first to acquire the email and subsequently confirmed its contents. 
also now go to one to quote, along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company, Bowser said. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. According to Fanbyte, Bowser told Nintendo of America's staff that the company wants to have an, quote, open and inclusive workplace where all are welcome, uh, end quote. The executives added that Nintendo has been, quote, in contact with Activision, have taken action, and are assessing others. Now, Bowser didn't share full specifics in the email. He said he called on the Entertainment Software Association, a lobbying group for video games that also runs E3 every year, to, as Fanbyte puts it, quote, hold its members to the highest standard. Uh, the Nintendo of America and Activision Blizzard are members of the ESA. Every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equals, where all understand the consequences of not doing so, Bowser said. Uh, there's more to this article. You guys can go and read this if you'd like. But I have to ask you, Isaac, how much pressure do you feel now is really on Activision Blizzard now that all the three big companies, PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and now Nintendo, have all spoken about this, or at least according to each of their emails there that they've sent, have reached out to Activision Blizzard on these matters? Well, first of all, how funny is it that the president of Nintendo's last Bowser? Oh, I know. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> when, he got a, when he got announced, I think it was about two years ago now, uh, that was like so. I thought great. it was a joke. Yeah, I thought it was a joke, and I was like, "That's not his real name." But no, it turns out that is that's that his is real his real name. name. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, there's there's a pretty good amount of pressure on Activision. Um, the way you're gonna get Bobby Kotick out is you know hurting their wallets, right? And and the, we don't get any details on what action they actually took and what what they're thinking of doing. Um, but it has to be. This is how we get. Bobby Kotick out, right? If Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, you know, they, they come together and then, I mean, I don't know what they could do. What are they going to do? Like, not publish, not put out their game, Activision games on their platforms? I don't think that's going to happen, but um, they, they, they can do something and it has to be through hurting their wallet, right? Like, to get Bobby Kotick out. And I think that's ultimately what needs to happen um, for I this for this to kind of just go away, you know? Like, we need to move forward and Bobby Kotick is at, he was at the top he was the one overseeing everything, and he he needs to. I mean, I don't I don't understand how he still how he still has a job, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think there is a significant amount of pressure. I want to just tonight. jump in real quick, and then I'm gonna kind of uh, ask you a question off of it. I I want to jump in on the part where you said like, what are they gonna do? Not publish their games? I could. I, they're definitely not going to not publish their games and i know i used to double a negative there but you know what i mean there like mm -hmm. they're they are going to continue publishing the games however i do think a way that they could hurt them um and with you know game games like especially call of duty this won't hurt them as much but it still does is they could no longer promote the game through their various services right so no longer yeah, does does playstation you know do uh exclusive like content with them or maybe if they do still do exclusive content they're not putting out pieces marketing pieces on it or on their storefronts they're no longer putting call of duty on the front page you know type of thing like you have to look a little bit further and like again for a game like call of duty people will seek that out but it still will hurt some of those casual people who may not pay attention to video games all the time and is it 
know though that like a yearly release happens that but they'll be like hey i haven't heard anything about uh call of duty this year they might have skipped it you know and not go pick it up type of thing or yeah, you're not it, gonna see the the because usually these call of duty commercials on t- i don't watch a lot of live tv anymore so but you tell me if i'm wrong they'll play the call of duty commercial and at the end it's usually you know play on playstation or whatever yep. right i'm assuming playstation put that ad out there you know and then for the casual you know the super casual that's watching you know monday night football or whatever who's not really into video games but he plays you know call of duty and madden He's not gonna. He's not gonna remember that there's a Call of Duty out this year. So you might be right. Yeah, I think that's a good. You know, something they could, they could do. It ultimately mm-hmm. comes down to that they need to hurt their wallets. Yeah. If, if so, they can take action. We so I mean, Nintendo said they took action. Microsoft and Sony didn't say that, right? They just said that they're, they're talking about it and they're uh, looking into it. Uh, Sony said they're looking into it. To mine, if I remember from last week, uh, Phil Spencer said that they are planning to take action so like they haven't done it yet but they were they were looking at what is the action or the course of action they're going to take over this kind of matter yeah um so that's kind of that actually feeds into my question is of course the playstation xbox and now nintendo news were all internal emails right these were not publicly announced statements or anything of those natures so that's of course part i guess to keep in mind when i ask this question but do you feel these three companies should now come public about these emails and set up what you're saying at least a idea or guideline of what is the action that they're looking to take place no i don't think they're going to come out in public and say anything um well well and i don't think that they will but i'm saying do you feel they should that's what i that's the question i think this is a big because i mean there was a suicide involved in all of this so i think that yeah they they it it, it wouldn't it's it's hard this is hard i know i know i put a hard question on you but yeah um do you want me to answer first go for yeah go for it so in my opinion i would say this um no i don't think they should and it's not in a i don't think they need to type of thing like i think it would be good for their image their public image especially now that these internal emails are out and you know all of the pr people at the various companies know about these stories coming out like they're not just like oh our email got leaked oh well crap that sucks you know they all know it's out there so like i feel like they should come out or not should that it would look good for them to come out and say hey we're aware that our email did come out we want to confirm yes this is the case yes we are looking to take action here are some of the ways that we are looking to take action and they don't have to go into details but maybe it's saying like again what i just said uh you know um pulling back on our joint marketing efforts with activision blizzard until we see corrective action taking place or something of that nature that would look good for them but i don't think they should just because that also could 
I guess, be a windy road on the fact of what if the public doesn't like the actions that are taking place by yeah. PlayStation, by Xbox, by Nintendo? Because then now then it turns to, well, now it looks like you're just covering up for Activision Blizzard. You know what I mean? I feel like that kind of gets the slippery slope. And so I feel like what has been leaked has been leaked. And that's fine. Of course, me as a journalist, my curious mind goes, I want to know. But I don't think that they should just because it now could turn the, the uh, I guess, they could get caught in the crossfires of all this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they need to. And I think it would, it wouldn't hurt them to do it. Like, I, I don't think that it, it, it would. I think the majority of people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, they're doing something. Um but also, this honestly, this could be part of their strategy. These internally leaked emails—they could probably intentionally be leaked, right? <laughs> at least, at least Nintendo, because who's came out first? It was in Sony's, right? Maybe uh, not theirs. Sony's was first, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, and it maybe not theirs, but like I feel like Nintendo's like, oh crap! Like, if we don't say something, we're gonna look back. <laughs> let's see, let's leak our email as well. <laughs> so they could be doing that. But no, I'm, I'm with you. It, 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 they don't need to do it, but I think. They, if they do do it, if they come out together and publicly, you know, shame Bobby Kotick or something, nobody's nobody's going to hate them. Yeah, uh, I I agree on that part. I just again, I feel like you're going to have you're going to have a lot of people, though, that would still feel like no matter the action, unless it is a, an outright we're not publishing their games, you're going to have an outcry of you're not doing enough. If it comes yeah. out there, so can make agree. everybody happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just real quickly off of that, Activision Blizzard is creating a workplace responsibility committee in wake of the Bobby Kotick situation. This is also written by uh, Eddie Mukic, and it goes as follows: Activision Blizzard has announced the formation of a new committee to help improve the company's workplace culture in the wake of the reports about sexual assault and discrimination. The controversy recently reached new heights after the Wall Street Journal published a report that. CEO Bobby Kotick knew about and covered up instances of sexual harassment at the company. The new Workplace Responsibility Committee is tasked with implementing its new policies, procedures, and commitments to improve workplace culture and eliminate all forms of harassment and discrimination at the company, Activision Blizzard said in a news release. The chairperson of the committee is Don Ostroff, uh, who has been a member of Activision Blizzard's board since June 2020. Ostroff is currently the chief content and ad advertising business officer at Spotify. She also held executive level positions at uh, Condé Nast, 20th Century Fox, and the Walt Disney Company. Another Activision Blizzard board member, Rivetta Rivetta Bowers is joining the committee. Bowers has been on the board since 2018. She previously worked at the Center for Early Education for 44 years from 1972 to 2016. Uh, want to ask this again. This is a long article, so you guys can go ahead and read it. But I do want to ask, and, and part of this is from a tweet. Um, <laughs> I saw something about like when you are a publicly traded company – or not a public – publicly traded company uh when you are maybe it was uh something like that when you when you are uh or it's when you're a public company firings happen when you are a, a publicly traded company with a board committees happen so how do you feel about this committee i mean if it's if it's someone the employees trust that's that gets put you know ahead of the committee it's it's i mean it's good i guess 
um but i don't know anything about these these uh these people that got put at, at the head of the committee so it's hard to say if this is going to be good or bad but it seems like bobby Kotick is involved still in this somehow so i don't know it's it's like why is he involved in this see i, I guess he has to but it's, i just don't understand how he still has a job he yeah. needs to resign. He needs to be fired. He's not going to get fired. He's going to have to. He's going to resign. I will just if, say if this. it does happen. I will just say this, and then we'll move on real quick. It's one. Um, just because a committee is made doesn't mean things will happen. I've heard about no. committees. I've been no. part of companies too that have a committee, and then like things get said and done, and then all of a sudden it's like the committee just never appeared because like it's like nothing ever <laughs> changed. Um, but two, uh, the the person who is chair, the chairperson of the committee is part of the board that just stood by Bobby Kotick. So, like, I don't know. That's my thing is I don't know how much me changes of. are going to come. I think that they have to, of course, make some changes, and we hope that it is um, great changes, you know, type of thing. But, again, the board just stuck by Bobby Kotick, and now there's a committee that is being chaired by a person of that board. I just, I just wonder how far will that board actually go. This reminds me of, uh, <laughs> do you remember like this? It was a movie. It was years ago. It was about corruption in FIFA, but the movie was produced and made by FIFA themselves. <laughs> so they were just <laughs> investigating themselves and put out this movie. It flopped. It did like 10. It, it sold like 10 tickets altogether. I or did not. I'll have to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like amazing in a hilarious way anyways yeah. we're gonna move on so this is now an article over by vgc and it is called the upcoming big playstation remake is reportedly chrono cross this is written by tom ivan and it goes as follows a remake of square enix's classic rpg chrono cross is reportedly in development for multiple platforms chrono cross which was released for the original playstation in 1999 was one of many unannounced titles listed in the nvidia database leak in september a list the company subsequently admitted was real even if it said the games didn't necessarily exist the following month vgc reported on claims that playstation was set to announce a re remake of a big game this Christmas, which were made by a musician who said they were involved with its soundtrack. Folk singer, singer Iabha McMahon, uh, they're Irish, so it's a, I don't, I know I didn't pronounce that first name correct, um, who performs as Ava, told Irish radio station that she had recorded an Irish language theme for the game, which had yet to be revealed. And according to Xbox-era co-founder Nick Baker, the remake in question is Chrono Cross Remastered. Chrono Cross Remastered, this is a quote from him. Chrono Cross Remastered, I think, was already on the NVIDIA leak list, so the game shouldn't be a surprise. It was on the list, but I was told that that VGC article is about Chrono Cross Remastered, he said, on the latest Xbox-era podcast. Uh, quote, what else I was told? Because everyone working under the assumption that it's a PlayStation exclusive, I've been told that it's not. The only word that was used was multiplat. Now, when I hear JRPG and multiplat, I assume, automatically assume P P PC, PlayStation, Switch. That's my assumption. That's not what I was told. That's just my assumption. All my sources said to me was it's multiplat. Um... So there's that, and then there's kind of a little bit of more information, but that's kind of the, the main points of the article. But I got to ask you, Isaac, one, have you ever played Chrono Cross? Uh, but two, what do you think about this? I guess the, the big PlayStation remake is not Metal Gear Solid 3 that's been rumored. It's not anything else, but 
this RPG Chrono Cross? Well, I know nothing of this franchise. Wow. The only thing I know is people. Chrono Trigger is part of this, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, that's I, okay. The, that is. I know people love Chrono Trigger, and all I know about it is they have a character with red hair that looks like he belongs in Dragon Ball Z or something. Because it's know. the same the same artist who made uh, the art for Dragon Ball Z. That's why oh. Chrono Trigger's art is very. It looks like sense. Dragon Ball Z because it is the he same He just guy. looks like a, yeah, he looks like a Dragon Ball Z character. But yeah, that's all I know about this franchise. I don't know anything about it. I'm happy that it's, I'm happy that, it, you know, it's a thing and hopefully it turns out good and the fans love it. Um, but are, are they saying that, are they insinuating that this this could be the Blue Point game? Is that what they're, they're that's trying to That's what's kind of being insinuated, yeah. Huh. That's what's kind of okay. being insinuated. I don't think it's this, yeah, I don't think this is what this is. Um... It doesn't say it doesn't say in this article that this is, but right, right. But it saying, seems like that's what they're hinting at. Yeah, it kept saying that this is the big the big PlayStation remake, and that's the only one that we know about is that there's been this remake that's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, Blue Point does good work. So if maybe you know, well, I don't have a PlayStation so, or a PlayStation Five, so maybe I won't try it. But I like Blue Point. You know, they 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 do a lot of cool stuff. So they, they I mean. They could do a lot of cool stuff with this. Um, hopefully, it turns out good. I don't. I don't. If I had to guess, I don't think it's Blue Point. Yeah, but in the, I, I guess we'll see. In a subsequent article, I will say they put towards the bottom about Blue Point, mm-hmm. which kind of is insinuating that link, uh, link between this and that. But I do think it more centers around that artist saying, you know, that they made this uh, song for the unannounced title, uh, for an unannounced Let remake. It. I guess I should say. Um, well, I just also want to say to you, Isaac, you are in luck, man. Do you know who knows a lot about Chrono Cross? Oh, this guy, because <laughs> I love Chrono Cross and like, oh, my God, please don't play with my heart because I would be so freaking excited to play a remake of Chrono Cross. So let me just set you set the stage real quick. OK, this isn't spoilers for the game, but it just is kind of the premise of the game. So. If you're looking at this article, I don't know if you have it pulled up on your screen, but the guy on the left with the blue hair, his name is Serge, okay? He lives on this island in the game, and basically at one point in the game, you go to the island shore, and this big wave kind of, like, comes towards him. And as it's, like, coming towards him, he kind of has this, like, magical thing happen to him, Uh it's hard to describe, but he has this magical thing comes to him. The wave comes. All of a sudden, he wakes up, and he's, like, face down on this island. And when he wakes up, he wakes up in a world where he actually died 12 years ago. And so, basically, the whole point of the game, and it's the same it's the same kind of premise as Chrono, uh, Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross, but they deal with time travel a lot and, like, uh, alternate universes and type of things. And so, like... He's living in Chrono Cross. It's the same world, I should say. But basically, he's, again, living in this world now of uh, where he's supposed to be dead. And there's just all this stuff going on. Um, again, very loosely description of it. But Chrono Cross is an amazing game. Um, you can recruit so many different characters. And there's, like, different... Uh, similar to, like, the Star Ocean, there is different types of endings depending on the characters that you have and how those go through. Um, but I absolutely love Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross is actually one of the first one that I played. I didn't play Chrono Trigger till afterwards. And, 
man, I put hours upon hours into this game. I actually, early on the press start uh, life span of this over on the YouTube channel, I actually was doing a playthrough of Chrono Cross. I got up to like episode eight or something, and then I got super busy at the my job at the TV station, and I've never posted. And I always think about this one commenter. They posted on the eighth episode, the last episode, and it literally said, please don't stop this playthrough because you're doing so great. <laughs> and I stopped the playthrough, never went back to it. So whoever you are, if you're listening to this podcast out there, I'm sorry. Come man. on, man. You gotta, now you have to go back. I'm sorry. I always plan to go back at some point, but I was playing it because, again, it's a PS1 game. I was playing it on my PS3, and I just haven't hooked up my PS3, obviously, in years now uh, from it. So I, again, day one buy, if this actually is a Chrono Cross remake, I will tell you just because I try to be an optimist, but with things like this, I'm a pessimist. I don't think it's Chrono Cross. I think that we're all just being, you know, little bamboozled on this. But if it is, you better have a camera on my face because I'm going hype. Like, we're, <laughs> I would be just so excited for this. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. And then just to kind of comment one last thing, um, a lot of people are upset. Because technically, even though Chrono Cross is really good, and it is, in a sense, beloved by a lot of people, it is the less popular one over Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is by far more popular. People think, and there's arguments all the time, that it is one of the greatest video games ever made. So a lot of people are like, if you're going to be remaking anything, why are you not remaking Chrono Trigger? And I think part of it has the fact of what I just said. Chrono Trigger is so beloved already, and it has still, the game itself, aged very, very well, even with its, you know, being such an old game, that they don't really feel the need to remake that. Chrono Cross, while I will say again, I feel it aged fairly well, it's an early-ish, if I remember, PS1 game, so, like, the graphics aren't the greatest of it, and... Just like how the the world is and involves and stuff, like it does, it's again it plays out very well. But it's just kind of held back by the graphics, and I just think that that's why Chrono Cross would be remade is being remade if it is over Chrono Trigger because of that. Chrono Trigger already has such beloved appeal that it doesn't need to be remade. Is the the way to put it? So, yeah, man. You'll have to you'll have to play okay. it if it actually comes out. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um. So we're gonna go over to our next article. We gotta kind of move things along because we talked about uh, Activision a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, this article is from IGN. It is Horizon Forbidden West has a whole team of developers just to make the open world feel alive. This is written by Jared Moore, and it goes as follows: Horizon Forbidden West has a whole team of developers solely dedicated to making its open world experience feel alive for players in the game called the living world team in a new insight into horizon forbidden west on the playstation blog lead living world designer at gorilla espen sogan explains how his team is working on different aspects of world design to bring the playstation exclusive to life quote when you walk through the Forbidden West, everything should feel like it belongs there, says Sogan. The Living World team at Gorilla works on aspects of the game that make the world feel authentic and alive. The tribes, the settlements, and the people within them. 
There's an intention behind everything we place within the world, end quote. It's seemingly, it's seemingly that intention that will help pe- players to understand and fully experience for, for it, ugh, excuse me, Forbidden West storyline and characters when it launches next year. As part of the post, the studio explains that the Living World team has been working closely alongside the game's narrative designers to ensure players are greeted with a visual experience that makes sense from a storytelling perspective throughout the game. Quote, our main challenge is translating this narrative framework into visuals that are integral to the world itself. For example, the Tenkith, the Tenakith, one of the human tribes within the game, are known to be competitive and combat focused, but so are other tribes. So how do we distinguish them and how do we communicate that visually? Ultimately, our goal is to make sure NPCs feel connected to where they live and and we work closely with other internal teams such as narrative, quest, and environment to make sure that every location feels authentic. Isaac, you were a fan of Horizon, correct? Yes. So how, I guess, I knew you were already told me before that you were looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West, but how do you feel about hearing this whole team is just working on making the open world more alive, essentially, for yeah. you, as you dive in? I do like that you said more alive because when I read this the headline, I was like, huh? Like I thought the open world was was great in the first game, but then I read it into it and then it looks like they're they're focusing more on the like the human and PC characters, um, into improving them. Because I when I do look back at it, like all my memories of the game are just about the dinosaur robots and not not necessarily um, you know, the human characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean there are a few standout characters, but in terms of an open world game right like for example in red dead redemption you know you got the stranger missions right where you just kind of you're out about in the open world and you just run into a stranger and then they give you it turns into this whole quest line there's nothing like that in horizon so but i thought i i i I didn't even think of that as a negative when i when i look back at the game so i'm happy to see that they are not just gonna you know all right we got a good game maybe some slight improvements and then we'll just continue the story they're actively working to make the game better um even even though i thought that you like i said the open world was was fine in the first one um so yeah i'm, I'm super excited um I, I got a lot of confidence in gorilla um and it's not only this like the the other the only complaint that i had about the first game was the melee combat um and it from the the state of play that they did the big state of play where it was horizon focused mm-hmm. um they, they they showed that they are they're working on the melee combat as well so they're they're improving in areas that they need to and in improve, improving it in, in other areas that they i wouldn't say that they didn't need to but yeah they're just making this this game better like i just think this game is just going to be better from top to bottom than the first game just from from how they talk about the game so yeah i'm super excited um i still don't have a playstation <laughs> a playstation 5 but we'll see i got till february right yeah you do we'll and see if, remember if you wanted to this this i know you don't have it either but you could always get a ps4 again if you wanted because it's also coming out for ps4 yeah i agree the I problem would... is the problem is i still want my graphics card first <laughs> but i can't get it yeah that was my yeah so you're gonna be we'll waiting see. for that graphics card for a yeah. while <laughs> yeah um yeah i i have said it before and i'll fully admit again i have not played horizon and it's not because i'm not interested in it i've been extremely interested in it it's just my backlog just continues to not let me get to it but i am hoping to i claimed it when they gave it away for free um to begin with but i'm hoping to beat this in time for horizon forbidden west to launch so then that way 
I can kind of like seamlessly step into Horizon Forbidden West and and get to experience it all. But you know, for me as a person who hasn't played it yet, uh, the the more you work on it, the better you can make it, the better it is for all of us. So you know, uh, congrats to Gorilla on doing this and feeling that it's important enough to dedicate an entire team to it. And I hope to I hope it you know is successful and we all see what what came of it at the end of it. And like you said though. I have faith in Gorilla, so I feel like it's it's gonna it's gonna happen. Uh, one thing that I'm steadily losing my faith for, though, is Bioware and uh, what's going on with Dragon Age Four because we have another person leaving. This is from PC Gamer. This is written by Molly Taylor, and it goes as follows: Dragon Age Four's senior creative director has left Bioware. Matt Goldman, Senior Creative Director of Dragon Age 4, has left Bioware after 23 years. Bioware boss Gary McKay announced Gold Goldman's departure in an email sent out to staff, which reads, quote, Hi everyone, I hope you are well. I'm writing to inform you all that Matt Goldman is leaving Bioware. We have mutually agreed to part ways, and his last day is today. We understand that Matt's departure has an impact on you, as well as the game's development. Rest assured, our commitment to a high-quality Dragon Age game has not wavered, and we will not ship a game that is not up to Bioware's standards. Um, we, include, we, including EA's executive team, have absolute confidence in the leadership here at the studio and the people working on this game to carry forward our vision, end quote. No reason has been provided for Goldman's departure, but an EA representative told Kotaku that he, quote, leaves the next Dragon Age game in excellent hands with the team here at the studio who will carry forward our vision for the game. Uh, Goldman joined Bioware in 1998, working as an artist on games like Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights, as well as the Dragon Age series. He then took over from Mike Landlaw as creative lead on Dragon Age 4 back in 2017, where he has remained throughout its troubled development. Goldman's replacement has not yet been announced. Um, Isaac, <laughs> we already have had these talks. I even think I threw out, if I remember correctly, uh, for uh, the the either it was the EA play or it was for E3 that I said that they would have something Dragon Age they would show some stuff and it would still have no date nothing for us to oh. actually know what the heck is going on with it so yeah. where is your confidence level going when you hear the the creative director has also now left this this on game? the ground man on the ground that's where my confidence level is it's just what oh, man get your shit together by the way at this point I don't I used to just blame EA for stuff right like it, but this seems like just a bioware issue I it I mean who I we can't obviously we can't tell what's happening over there um but like we even it just seems like since Mass Effect 3 it's just been downhill since then um at one point Casey Hudson left and then he came back right like in the middle of Anthem and then he left again like it was just like what's <laughs> what the hell's going on over there like how much money how much money did they offer this guy to just to come back and try to try to mitigate the damage that whatever damage was going on over there um and i mean it just no it doesn't look good for dragon age um it was a live service at first and then you know once anthem failed they just did a 180 on that um so i'm 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 sure the game's not far along i i, I bet they had to reset they, they had to reset at least you know a, a good amount they have for right? sure Maybe. at least reset once right um so it's not looking good for bioware right now which makes me sad but <sighs> i don't know i don't know just get your shit together bioware just get your shit together yeah my my uh confidence le meter if we're at like a one through ten is about a negative three right now on this <laughs> um because as i did just mention uh we do know 
that it has been reset once because uh, um, Jason Schreier, before he left Kotaku, did a That's long right. article on it. And before EA had made like the, the executive decision to make it like a live service game. And then now it has shifted at some, I shouldn't say now, but at some point it shifted and it is back into a regular form game. So we'll see. It's just for me, like, I really want to play it. I really loved the first Dragon Age. I didn't play Dragon Age 2, but I did like Dragon Age Inquisition, um, which I know you said Mass Effect 3. It feels like it's gone down. I felt Dragon Age Inquisition was pretty good. I really right. feel like the problem started, unfortunately, with Mass Effect Andromeda. and But it's been like a nosedive since andromeda I for, yeah i forgot of inquisition that was what a couple years after um Master yeah 3, it was right? a ps yeah you're right it was a ps4 xbox one game yeah. um so yeah and then of course andromeda was like the next big release everyone was excited for it and that one had a bunch of issues uh and then like yeah it just feels like it's been a nosedive since so i don't know i really still hope that this game is good i really just want to see what it's going to be like and we have more than just the concept art uh but <laughs> when i saw this i was like oh boy <laughs> oh boy here we go again um one last story to go with and this is again an article from ign written by matt kim and it goes as follows fortnite chapter 2 is coming to an end in december fortnite chapter 2 is coming to an end as players prepare for one final face-off against the cube queen once again fortnite is prep prep prepping a one-time only in-game event called The End, which will bring the current chapter to a close. Epic Games has announced the end of finale event for Fortnite Chapter 2, set to begin on December 4th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Players will be will be ready up together to fight the Cube Queen in the last stand. The End will support up to 16 players, parties... 16 player parties so you can squad up with even more friends. The End playlist will be available in Fortnite 30 minutes before the start of the event. Just like the finale for Fortnite Chapter 1, the end is a one-time only event. Epic recommends players and content creators to record the event themselves if they're hoping to relive the experience as replays will not be available afterwards. Those that do queue up for it will receive a special loading screen and wrap as well as 225,000 experience points as Fortnite will end the current season a day early. So, Isaac, I know that you don't play Fortnite anymore i don't know if you ever did actually but are how do you feel about the the end of chapter two of fortnite what does that even mean bro like i don't even know what that means <laughs> but no i mean I, I played i gave fortnite a shot like i, I played it once so i gave it like an hour and i was just like I, I try to be like I'm better than everybody at aiming. I'm just gonna outgun everybody. That <laughs> yeah, doesn't work in Fortnite. That. that that doesn't work in Fortnite. I had to learn how to build. But so I just gave up. But um yeah, I mean Fortnite gets a lot of shit, but they do a lot of cool stuff. All these events that they do. Um I, I, I watched the well, the one with the com there was like a comet that hit or something. I watched that one on on Twitch when it happened. So they do a lot of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I, just, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what the end of chapter two means. Maybe it's like a new season or something. Yeah, <laughs> so let me so let me let me try to set the stage a little bit because it is a little complicated. But I also haven't played in a long time. So, uh, but the there are the seasons. You know the the seasons change as you know. It's basically like the battle pass seasons. Um, and when Fortnite ended, quote unquote. 
there was this big climactic event. You can go look it up on YouTube. Oh, the um, black hole. Yes. It was a yeah. big black hole, and then the game, like, was black. And, like, servers went down, and everyone was yeah. like, what the heck does this mean, you know? And then, like, how cool is that? Yeah. yeah that's fucking it was, cool. It was really cool. And then when the season came back, or when it when it relaunched, they, they named it Fortnite Chapter 2. Um, and so I'm guessing essentially is that's going to be the same thing here is there's going to be some kind of big climactic event um it'll when it ends and the servers will go down for a little bit until they do something with chapter three but no one has said or like epic hasn't said what they're going to do yet because of course they did the same thing with Fortnite chapter two they didn't announce that it was going to be called chapter two or what was going to happen it's just like when the servers went down everyone was like did they just actually delete you know (laughs) Fortnite? obviously at this moment we all know they're not deleting Fortnite, but (laughs) but we don't know what it's going to be called yet if it's going to be called chapter three when chapter three starts but we'll find out but i will tell you this even though i don't play it you best be uh Best be sure I will either be watching a stream of this yeah. or I will be watching it on YouTube later because as you said, these events are actually really cool. Yeah, like they do a lot, they do a lot of cool stuff. And if I remember, when is the date again? Because if I remember, I'll watch it. December fourth uh, at one okay. p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern. So for you and I, that's three p.m. Okay. Also, my other question: If you, I don't know if you, I'm trying to look it up, I can't find a straight answer. When they did Chapter Two, when Chapter Two first launched, did that put them out of early access mode? Or early access as they used to be um they yes, launched out of early it. access before the chapter one ending. okay yeah okay. i can't remember exactly when they took the early access name away but it was sometime during that uh i guess lead okay. in towards like the the chapter one thing but it wasn't from the an, ending of chapter yeah one. from an article posted on july 1st 2020 uh, they're stating that Fortnite left early access. Okay. So around that time. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just knew it was before it was before the, the yeah. ending. But yeah, we'll see what it is. We don't know what that what it's going to be, but we do know, of course, that it is going to be taking place on December 4th at 3 p.m. Central for Isaac and I. But if you wanted to play something sooner, then you better be listening up because I'm going to tell you all about things that are about to release this week. And it starts with Friday because this is actually not being posted on Friday. So this starts with Friday, uh, November 26th, and that's Lens Island for PC. On Monday, November 29th, we have Oddworld Soulstorm for Xbox Series and Xbox One. Tuesday, November 30th, we have Beyond a Steel Sky for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Evil Genius 2 World Domination, PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, and Xbox One. Fall Guys Season 6 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. On Thursday, December 2nd, we have, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Dairoku... Agents of Sakurantani for Switch. Solar Ash for PS5s, PS4, and PC. Century Age of Ashes for PC. Anvil for PC. Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sector for Xbox Series, PS4, and Xbox One. On Friday, December 3rd, we have Disney Magical World 2 Enhanced Edition for Switch. Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain for Switch. Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operations Code Fairy Volume 3 for PS5 and PS4. Unreal Life for Switch. Chorus for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. Danganronpa Decadence for Switch. And Danganronpa S Ultimate Summer Camp for Switch. Isaac, any of these games cap getting your attention? 
I'm looking it up. Solar, yeah, Solar Ash is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Solar Ash looks dope. I think it's from the developers that did Hyper Light Drifter. Yes. Um. Yeah, that game looks really dope. Uh, other than that, Disneyland. What? What's it called? No, Disney. Disney Magical <laughs> World Two. We, on the switch don't you nah. lie you're getting that right away that's a day one <laughs> nah solar solar actually looks really dope though so i'm probably gonna be picking this up if monster hunter gets his or if i get monster hunters hooks off of me so we'll see yeah i i will say just i'm not gonna be picking up any of these right away the one of course you know it and for fans you guys should know it by now too uh danganronpa uh, Ultimate Summer Camp I'll be picking up because I'm a big Danganronpa fan. I don't need Danganronpa Decadence because I have the other three on PC, but I just need that Ultimate Summer Camp to play that. Um, but Chorus looks really cool. As you said, Solar Ash is the one, if I'm going on like tier list, that's the next one I would pick up. Uh, Solar Ash I will pick up at some point because it does look really sick. I really liked what I've seen so far of that game. Uh, but Chorus, it was actually going to be on our uh, gaming catalog this week. But an eight-minute uh, gameplay from IGN was just shown today or released today here on Wednesday. And you can go check it out. And it actually looks really cool. I'm not a big spaceship fan, as you already know. I've talked to you about my gripes <laughs> with air travel all the time uh, in games. But Chorus looks like it is almost like a race car in space type thing. So I feel like the controls may be better, a better fit for me. So it looks really cool. I like it. I might pay attention to that one. Uh, but other than that, like... There's nothing that I'm or must buy. Some of these are one of those, like, if it's on sale, I'll pick it up. Uh, but actually, one last thing. The Century Age of Ashes is another one that I may play because it's free to play. It's, like, literally a 4v4, uh, like, flight uh, attack, but on dragons. I don't know. I might try that one out. Uh, and then last thing, real quick. Funny thing. So when Chorus was first announced, if everyone remembers, they never said what the name of it was. They just showed, like, the logo at the PlayStation event and the uh, uh, the um, U they have as a V because it's supposed to be, like, the spaceship. So for the longest time, I thought it was Corvus. I thought that game was called Corvus. It is Chorus, just so you guys are aware. Anyways, everyone, that's what we have for the show. Isaac, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Uh, whenever that Project L game comes out, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> I mean, is there any question? <laughs> Was there any doubt? <laughs> after, even after you said you're not good at fighting games, I'm still beat. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I literally have said, I don't know how many times, how much I love fighting games. I wish I was good at them, but I Mom, This suck. is the one you got to invest in, man. This is the one. You're a League of Legends guy. I know, I know, but I just suck, man. It's just... I, I like, take you under my wing, bro. Don't even trip. I just can't. I just can't do it. I, I really want to. I always tell myself. I mean, I even did a for a long time a Fighting Friday stream where I just played fighting games trying to get you better did that at for them. like a year. Yeah. And I just still suck. <laughs> I just can't Look. pull off combos the way that my brain wants me to. I either hit them too quickly 
or my brain just literally in the middle of the fight forgets anything that I just practiced. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> so, anyways, everyone, thank you guys so much for tuning into the One More Game podcast. We hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving dinners with your family or yourselves or whatever you're doing for Thanksgiving. Just have a good time while you're doing it. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been Texas's Most Wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.